0: Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting Path, and it starts right now.
1: You're listening to The Melting Path. Here's your host, Pat Choskin.
0: Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. The Melting Path, the next level network. Hope you're well. Hope you are... Uh, you're doing better than I did last week. Cause or this week, last week, whatever day, whatever the hell is happening, I um, we had a rough time, which we're gonna talk about, and it's gonna sound different the show today, and maybe the next one or two, I don't know, cause I'm not in my usual office. I had to move out of the uh, move out of that room and move into the main room of the basement, which was actually the original plan for the studio. Is put it like in the middle of this room and have the um the smaller room, what used to be the garage be like storage, which now that this has happened, I should have just figured that out. Like I should have just done that and not have to worry so much about this, but we did not do that. Um, I don't know. Okay. We could do that. Like we could basically swap these rooms and put, put me here in this spot out here somewhere and put everything that's here that we're not keeping, or that we don't throw away, I should say, and put everything in the smaller room, in the garage. We could do that. That is that is a project that could be done, if needed. And I, I'm thinking, maybe we should, I don't know. Because the sound, I, I feel like the sound is better. That it's better in the, <laughs> sorry, in the smaller space. But it's a lot cooler out here in this part of the basement. I don't know. I will, uh, well, now that I think my wife and son can hear me better now that I'm at the front of the house and not the back and uh, right by the stairs. So you're probably hearing a lot of that, um, a lot of that reverb bouncing off the wall there. So I'm sorry. I don't know how to fix it yet. I haven't figured that part out. I'm going to try. I mean, I, I could do, the thing that I could do would take more than one person and more time that I have. And I'm not making my pregnant wife do any kind of moving. We're not doing that and uh, i don't have the time to to really sit down and pour over all the stuff and sorry and figure out what i need to do so that's on hold for now so we're going to do this we're going to try it it sounded okay i did a test yesterday it sounded all right so i hope we're good hope everything's fine um oh by the way that i know i should do this earlier but i forgot the uh you might hear the washer behind me too now that we're clo- we're closer to that but this is the only time and space i have to do the show right now so this is how we're going to do it okay we fine great Thanks. Um, I should mention, the intro is by Jareth Brown, my dear friend. The music is a an, an original by me, Tim Donnelly, and Dr. Matt Cooner. We recorded that in my college dorm room in 2009. There is a, Actually, there's a faster version. Do you want to hear that? Tell you what, when we take a break, the next time we take a break, after the song, um, I will play the faster version. The original version of that was faster. So I will play that for you. Next time we take a break, a little snippet of it, 10 seconds or so, um, so you can hear the difference. I'm not going to change it because that's too much work, but I want you to hear the difference because I just thought about that today. Like, you've never heard the faster version of that, and basically what that is is a little jam piece that we do every time that uh, that we get together. So, there you go. That's, uh, that's the things. Those are the stuff. And if you're on the YouTube version, you will hear at the end of the show instead of G-Love, an original instrumental by me. So... There you go. That's all. I think that's all the things, and patrons get a get a couple other little musical bonuses too. So, there we go. That's where we are. Hope you're well. Hope you're dry, warm, cool, whatever you know, whatever you want to be. I hope you're okay today. What we're doing on the show? We got a new song from our friends Double Identity. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'll talk to you about the rain that uh, caused maybe some damage to the house. I don't know yet. I don't know. We'll talk about what happened and what may happen, which what I think should happen is probably not going to happen. But we'll talk about that. We got our question. We got a ton of answers for this. This is going to be a lot of fun to read. Uh, what's your go-to diner order? So we'll get to those. It's a bunch. Seriously, like 10 people or more have responded to this. I love it. Um, it's a lot of reading, but that's okay. And we got some baseball notes, which we'll do at the end of the show. And also, I want to talk about this Chinese acar- uh, apartment complex that I found I didn't find it. Somebody uh, posted about it on Twitter or Reddit, maybe both. And this thing's incredible. So I want to talk to you a little little bit later about the regional international apartment building in Hangzhou, China. So we'll talk about that. All right. Um, That's the stuff. That's all. Okay. So we have a new song from our dear friends, Double Identity. It's the slimy song. They've made uh, some teases, some references to this about a song they've been writing with the word slimy in it. And uh, they keep asking, hey, should we release the slimy song? Well, last week, they did. I love it. I I, I don't know why there was a dramatic pause there. I'll probably take it out. But anyway, <laughs> this song is great. This band is fantastic. Their new album is coming out in the fall, I believe, which means in a few months, they will be back on the show. And we can do all of that, all right? But for now, doubleidentityband.com. Go visit them. Go follow them on all the socials. Tell them I sent you. They will be thrilled, probably, I hope. And uh, check out this song. The download link will be in the show notes. You can get it at their website, actually. Again, doubleidentityband.com. The link to that will for sure be in the show notes. So let us do this. It is honeymoon phase, brand new, double identity. It's the Melting Bat. We're coming right back.
1: Tipping back to the honeymoon phase, staying out late, stumbling through the first date all. Dressed up in your ripped jeans, looking like your manic pixie dream girl. Fell asleep in the lobby of that hotel like you so much when I didn't know you. Could be screaming at you from-
0: And there you have it our friends double identity with their latest honeymoon phase the melting pat the next level network we added a bit i think i don't know, i went <laughs> a little longer it's hard to get to get those notes that high i can't get that noise with my face. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, doubleidentityband.com for more from them. That song was produced by a good friend of the show, Roy Robley. So go check him out as well. He's great. He was on the show. Check out his interview with me from this show. I was in the... you Anyway, the link to that will also be in the notes and all the... Tell you what, I'll link all the Double Identity interviews as well because they're great. They were fun and it really shows how, well, how much goddamn fun we have together. So... I'm very excited that this song is out. I get to play it for you. I am very excited that the band will be returning to the show in the fall. I hope to promote the new record, uh, Talking to Ghosts, Act 2. So I'm hoping that will work out timing-wise and all that. Um, well, I think by that time, the misses won't be pregnant anymore. And so, I don't know, things will be a little less hectic around here. I think that's, I think that's what that means. Anyway, doubleidentityband.com. For more from them, tell them I sent you. They will be thrilled that you found them through me. I, they, I mean that. I think they will be honestly thrilled. All right. We're on with the show. We're good. That's a great song. I love it. Man, it's about, uh, I meant to read the thing that they sent out when they sent their little press release with the song. They were like, this song's about, you know, when you, whenever you get that ick about somebody and all your friends, you're making they're making fun of you in your group chat because they were right or something like that. Um, I think that's on their socials or on their website. So I don't I don't need to insult you by reading it. You can see that for yourself. But I meant to I meant to promote the song that way and I forgot. I'm sorry. My bad friends, all of you, meant to do that. It's all good. Double identity, they're the best. Can't wait for them to come back on the show. All right. Speaking of show, this show right here, the one you're listening to right now, we have an update for you in uh in the case of Pat's house getting wet. That is that's what I'll call it for now. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what. Like, I, I have an, an idea of what I think should happen. I think the wall needs to be replaced in the back room there, and I have a feeling it's not going to happen. So, uh, let's, uh, let's go back though, because Sunday afternoon started the rain. I'm like, okay. And the guy was here a couple days before, and he was sealing some things up, and he put down a thing at the bottom to seal that, and he, he did some kind of work out there. I don't know. Um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show or whenever he was here. And so he came back and he did that. I'm like, okay, we should probably be okay, right? Maybe. Uh, well, we were not because it rained a bunch on Sunday afternoon. And so water was coming in from the bottom of the wall, under the door frame, under the door, under the whole wall. And it got back. I mentioned that it had never gotten back more than two feet into the room. So everything of my of mine was, was okay. Well, Sunday, it got back another foot. So we had the three by eight... Uh, So the way the office is set up is it's the wall, there's three feet of space, it's an eight foot wide room. So there's three feet of of space, and then my rug, and then the desk and all the other stuff that's in there. And so the entire eight foot section of that wall, of the floor there, where the wall is and the door, was all water that came in, and three feet back. So my rug got a little wet, we got some baking soda on there, I vacuumed it up. We should be okay, mold-wise, I don't know. I really don't want to have to throw out that rug, because I really like it. But if I, I mean, if that's what I have to do, then, you know, that's what I'll do. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not fine. Cause I like the rug and I don't like my stuff getting ruined, especially when it's something that could have been prevented years ago. Um, and it wasn't despite my many complaints. So anyway, so we'll see what happens there. We should be okay. So it was coming in under the door. It was coming in at the top of the wall, like dripping in three different places. And so I'm like, okay, like really dripping in. And I'm like, okay something has to happen. So then I'm looking, I'm like, okay, we're getting that cleaned up. Every towel that I have down here was in use. I used an old camping pad that I bought when Arthur was an infant. I used it a few times and I was like, oh man, I kind of want to get rid of this. And I never did. I kept it in the basement here. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just throw it down and see if it'll work. And it. I don't know if it helped, but um, it made me feel better. It made me feel like it helped. So I'm going through and uh, we also had leaks in the kitchen window, which had never happened before. And in the, in both dining room windows, there's a fly in front of me and it's driving me nuts. Not right in front of me, but I could see it anyway, nothing to do. Maybe it has something to do with the, with the water in the house. Uh, and then, so both dining room windows and the kitchen window and the back wall, of my office. And so I look over and I'm like, oh, okay, let's look at the other basement door. Cause it's like the garage is a separate room. And then there's the laundry on the other side of the wall, the laundry stuff. And the bathroom, and then the other door. So I go over there. I'm like, oh, there's water coming in above the other door as well. That's not good. So I look in the bathroom and the window where the dryer vent is, that's all water is coming in that whole thing. So that's drenched. And there's water on the bathroom floor. There was not, not now. It's gone now. So that kind of flooded the bathroom a little bit. And so I'm sending pictures, I'm sending video to the landlord, to the guy, and I'm telling the landlord, like, hey, I don't mean to insult this guy. He's a good dude, like I said, but I think we need something more serious. I think we need like a team. I think this wall needs to be replaced. I think we have some mold that needs to be dealt with. I don't know how to do any of that. Let me know what's up. So she loops the guy in, the same guy with the text chain. He comes back. He seals up uh, the whole wall. He seals up above the kitchen window and the dining room windows, and he starts to clear the drain outside. And he goes down as far as he can go. And he said, if I can't get it, I'm going to let her know, let the landlord know. And then they'll send out somebody else. And I said, okay. He's like, cause I only have certain things with me. You know, I only have a certain, like, and I can only do so much on my own. And I said, okay, no problem. So that was Monday, Tuesday. So he leaves, he says, I'll be back. And I said, okay, I've heard that before. So I haven't heard from him since then. But today, I get a text, 9.30 or so today, from my landlord. Hey, drain guys will be there in 10 minutes. Now, she didn't tell me that she told anybody else. She didn't tell me that she called some drain guys. The first I heard about some drain guys coming to the house today was my landlord texting me at 9.30 or 9.40, saying, hey, they'll be there in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, all right, I guess I'll have to be ready for that. So I go, and uh, it turns out they showed up like two minutes after that because then Jill calls down, hey, the guys are here, there's some drain guys, because I had gone up and said, hey, you know, landlord says drain guys are coming, and I come back downstairs to open the door and open the gate, and then Jill calls back, calls down, like, hey, they're here already. I'm like, okay, great. Um, On one of the busiest work days, work mornings I've ever had, of course I have to stop and do this. So they get there, and they're checking out in the front, because they have to figure out where the problem is, and I know where it is. I know exactly where the problem is, but They don't know. They've never been here. So I'm like, okay, they're checking the front trap. They're like, Hey, go flush the toilet. Go do this, go do that. And we're going to check the front drain trap and see if that's a problem. They were like, Nope, not it. So we're going to the back and they check outside and they're like, wow. Cause the guy who was here the other day snaked the outside drain. So then these other guys come in and they open up the inside drain. So there are two, um, they called them pressure caps on top of, you know inside the garage little pressure caps where you know the drains are he said this one's for the drain outside this other one is for your gutters and i said okay great in case something happens then i'll know like i'll i guess i'll know that it's a problem on the roof if the other one starts to leak or whatever so they go in and they they get this cap off and uh, he's like oh yeah sorry like i had to break it to get into it i'm like oh okay so i might have to get a new one of those i don't know landlord said just put it on top so i certainly did and so they get in there and he cleans it all out. He's like, it's just a bunch of dirt and gunk and rainwater. It's not like, and your toilet's backed up too. Like, it's not that. Like, the problem with the drain is not with something from inside the house, right? The call's not coming from inside the house. So they're like, okay, this seems to be the problem. We'll clear that. Well, they cleared it out. They were here for like 20 minutes. They hosed some things down. They're like, you got a hose? I'm like, yeah, I got one. So we hooked that up and um, they hosed some stuff, off, stuff down. I got my shop vac, got delivered yesterday. So when they were gone, I went inside there in the, in the basement there in the garage and I vacuum, vacuumed up all the stuff. So we'll see what happens. It's supposed to rain again tomorrow, I think. So hopefully, hopefully we will be okay. I'm thinking that was the big part of the problem with the water. Cause like I've said, water's come into this room every time it's rained the whole time we've lived here. And it's always come in under the basement door and under the bit, like under that wall where the drain is right outside. And so I've said this for years, like, hey, I think there's a problem with the drain. Can we get that fixed? And I think a couple years ago, someone did come out and do that, but I I don't know. So apparently if they did, if they didn't, then that's why we're having problems. If they did, they didn't do a good job. So I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I know what the problem is. Number one, that's the first problem is the drain needed to be completely cleaned out. And that's not something I'm equipped to do. And it's also not my house. So... I think one of the joys of renting and paying you more money is that you get to fix these things and figure out who to call and what to do. That's the point, right? Generally, when you rent, what they will say to you, and this will be in your lease in case anyone is newly going to be renting or whatever, like if your kids are leaving home and they're renting, generally what the lease will say is that repairs that are that are $50 or less or cheaper, you handle those as the tenant. Anything bigger, it's up to the landlord. They will handle that. And that's... that for sure should be in any, like any type of repair work that needs to be done. You should have a signed agreement saying, here's where we do this, where we step in and handle it for you. And here's where you handle it instead. And so clearing out an outside drain or an inside drain like this, like not your sink or your toilet or whatever, um, your sink or your tub, rather like clearing out an outdoor drain. That's a bigger job. So they handle that for us and uh the guy was funny the guy was like <laughs> he's like are you going to be handling the the billing or is it going to be your landlord and i said damn i hope it's a landlord isn't that why i pay them more money than i would if i mortgaged this house right because the mortgage payment on a house is going to be cheaper than a rental uh than the rental amount that you'd pay but the the drop the trade off is that any repair work most repair work i should say is going to be handled by the people who who own the house or who are managing the property like we have here so yeah didn't have to pay for it that's the that is the the positive to not owning the house is that I don't have to call someone someone else will do that and then they will also pay for it so it's good and it's bad uh I don't mean to turn this into a whole renting versus owning we don't have the money to buy a house right now but I mean I guess we could if we didn't spend it on if we didn't work't if we didn't never mind we're not gonna do that um so yeah I I knew the drain was a problem. I knew that was going to be a thing. And so I'm glad that's been sorted. I, to be completely honest with you, I think that the whole back wall needs to be redone because I talked to the guy and he's like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mold something or other. He's come a mold special something or other. And so he didn't think it needed to be redone. Cause he didn't, th- he doesn't think there's mold there. Cause he said it was really specific. What he said, he's like mold dies when it doesn't get moisture. And I said, okay, that's fair. That's, probably true. I don't know. Um, But there's been moisture in this wall for four years every time it's rained. And so I don't know. I think the only way you're really going to know whether or not there's mold is to look at it, like tear off a piece of the wall and look at it. But that is a project that is like, once you do that, you have to finish the job. Like you have to have someone do the job. And I don't have anyone at the ready to come fix the wall. And I don't have the You know, the okay from the landlord to have someone come out and fix the wall. If I go in and say, Oh, look, look at this damage. And so I'm wondering, how is there a way for me to say to my landlord, Hey, I think there's mold in this wall. Can you have someone come look at it? Because I feel like the only way to really check if there's mold is to knock a hole in the wall. And once you do that, you kind of have to be ready to replace it if there's mold or be ready to fix it and not have a big hole in my wall. And so I'm wondering like is there a way to approach that to say to my landlord, "Hey, listen." Or do I just say that, like, "I think there's mold in this wall. Can you have someone come out and look at it? It may need to be replaced." Because the guy who was here, who's like one of her guys, one of her you know, guys on call, maintenance guys, doesn't think there's mold. I'm not so sure. Because there's been a lot of moisture in this wall, especially over the last few days. But there's been moisture in this wall for a long time because that top hasn't been sealed from the outside for a long time, obviously, if if we've had many instances of water dripping from the top of that wall. So I'm wondering, is there a way? Can I just say to my landlord, hey, I think there's mold here. How can we go about finding out whether or not that's true? Do I just say that and see what she says? She may say, no, it's fine. Because the guy said it's fine, which is I—that's what I'm worried about. I think is that she'll just say no. The guy said it was fine, so it's fine. So I don't, uh, I don't know. Let me know—is that a thing I could do? Have you dealt with landlords and, um, you know, having a potential issue? And you're like, I'm not asking right away for it to be fixed. Although maybe I should. I'm asking for it to be checked and then, if needed, replaced and/or fixed. One of those. Okay. So does anybody know what I should be doing about that? Somebody let me know, please, and I will uh, let you know when I let the landlord know what's up, okay? I got to move the microphone. I'm sorry. Um, Let me know, all right? Thank you. Please and thank you. Let me know what I should do about this goddamn wall. All right, I had to move the mic again. You might hear some noise. I don't know. I think it's fine. I, I just realized like I'm really low in this chair, and somehow the microphone stand was still lower than that, like still too low. So Sorry, it's been like a half hour. I don't know how long it's been, but anyway, it'll all even out. It'll be fine. Or it won't be. I don't know. We'll all learn together. I'll learn when I'm editing, and you'll learn when you listen, because I will not have time to rerecord. So there we go. That's uh, that's the update on the house. Uh, the drain has been cleared. The, top and, uh, the, the tops of all the things have been sealed. And so I think we're okay for the moment. I will let you know when we get some heavy-ass rain. Should be tomorrow. Uh, I'll keep you updated as best I can. And let me know, is there a way to just say, hey, I want someone to come check this wall. I think there's mold. Is that a question I can ask? and like will that be met with some kind of answer let me know alright uh, we're going to take a break because we got to do the diner thing and then we'll do the Chinese apartment complex which seems awesome and then baseball and then that'll be it'll. it's not going to be 7 minutes total but uh, those are the things coming up on the show and for this break I will play you the faster version of the intro music is that fun let me know let me know we'll find out right now So there you go. Did we like that? Did we think that was fun? Is that better or worse than the other one? Like I said, I'm not going to replace it, because that's too much work. Did I say that out loud? There you go. Anyway, I said it again. So, uh, but did you like that? The faster version of that song? That's the original version of that jam, and that's just whenever we would get together and play guitar, that's what we would come up with. I would start with the first part, with the I would do that, and then Tim and Matt would come over and um, would start over and do the whole thing and do the make it sound better than it does because I'm an amateur and uh, they are not. So there you go. That, did we like that? Did, does anyone, anybody care about this but me? All right, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. All right. I want to talk to you. Or no, we're not going to do the. Uh, we got to do the question first, and then we're going to do the apartment complex. I was going to do that. I was about to jump into that, but I don't want to skip the question. So let's do that. A couple weeks ago on the show. Or somebody sent me a thing. I did a mailbag. And it's because someone had sent me, hey, what's your diner order? Like, what do you order when you go to the diner? And I said, if it's breakfast, I want your sampler, you know, bacon, eggs, uh, pancake, French toast, whatever. Put all that on a, on a plate or two and shovel it into my mouth. It'll be great. Turkey club for lunch, chicken parm for dinner. Those are my uh, my big three that I'll go. It depends how hungry I am or, you know, what time of day, whatever. So I posed it to you. And we got a ton of answers. I love it. It's going to be a lot of reading, so this is going to be uh, tough sledding. If you don't like me here and like, yeah, if you don't like to hear me read out loud or speak in general, then well, this show's not for you. First of all, and second of all, we're all going to have a tough time. So, <laughs> no, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Uh, Lockjaw says, "Whenever me and the crew are out and about in different towns, it's become a thing to always get the clubhouse, or one guy will get it." And the rest of us will be jealous. Now, I didn't know because someone else mentioned a clubhouse as well. And we'll get to his in a second. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that was. Like, what's in a clubhouse? So it's basically, it's a, it's a BLT with cheese, turkey, and ham. And mayonnaise, I guess. That sounds awesome. And I would be jealous if I didn't get the clubhouse. That sounds great. I love it. Thank you, sir. Gertner says, chicken Caesar wrap. Oh, I love those. I love the chicken Caesar wrap. I love a chicken Caesar salad, however basic it might be. I love it. They're delicious. Very simple. Everyone's going to have it, and mostly uh, it's going to be delicious. There's a pizza place around here called Chef's. Um, They do their chicken Caesar wrap. They put croutons in the wrap. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. Great pick. Smelly Meatball says, for a long while, it used to be a steak sandwich with the works, which was chili, lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, onions, mushrooms, and mayo, From the local pizza place. That's a lot. That's a lot on a steak. Man, pack it in. How do you, what kind of roll, like, did you have to scoop out the roll to make room for all that? I feel like that's, that has to be it, right? Is that, that sounds like a lot. Is that good though? Is that delicious? I hope so. If it's your, if that's your staple, then I hope you enjoy that. Uh, Vito says, many of my diner trips are when I crave breakfast at dinner hours, in which case I'll usually get French toast with sausage and eggs. Solid. If I want non breakfast food, it's usually a cheeseburger wrap or something. I like, you know what? Weirdly enough, I love the, I like wraps in general. I love cheeseburgers, but cheeseburger wraps don't do it for me. I don't know why. It's like a texture thing, I guess. I'm not sure what it is because I like both those things separately, but together, like the cheeseburger wrap just doesn't do it for me. And I don't know why. I don't know, but more for you. There you go. Oh, our dear friend, Poop from Wiener Dude. I love your username so much french toast pork roll some egg and cheese on a roll is that some pork roll or some egg some is in parentheses i should have asked mozzie sticks unless they're going to be whack (laughs) and a big ass milkshakes i love diner milkshakes we're going to talk about those briefly well i'll say it again how much i love diner milkshakes that's a good pick though french toast pork roll mozzie sticks diner picks man Good stuff. I love it. Dale says probably a steak sand. Oh, jeez. Fine. I'll read this how you wrote it. Probably a steak sandwich and some fries with a diet coke. Diet coke isn't for dieting. I actually just prefer the flavor over regular coke for some reason. There you go. Steak sandwich is always a good choice. Fries are great. Now, do you go steak fries or do you go like whatever regular fries they have? Because the diner near my mom's house, they have steak fries. Like their default is steak fries. I think. Anyway, their steak fries are awesome, and I love steak fries in general. So, do you go steak sandwich with steak fries, or do you get like crinkle cut or curly fries? Huh, should have asked. Anyway, I usually find that out when I'm reading all of your answers is that I should have asked you a follow up question, but instead I bank on that you listen to the show, bank on you listening to the show, and that you can answer them, answer me afterward. And if you don't, that's fine too. But thanks, buddy. Supreme says, club sandwich for lunch, some sort of meat. And cheese omelet for breakfast. What kind of meat, Supreme? What kind of cheese? A lot of choices. Does it matter? Can you go, oh, it's breakfast time. I want an omelet with meat and cheese. Surprise me. And have somebody bring something out to you? Is that a thing? Can you do that at a diner? Do you think like if you're maybe if you're a regular, you could do it. Like if you're if you know the people, especially if it's a smaller diner, mom and pop shop, and you know the people who are in there and you can do that, you could probably go, yeah. And they'll go to the back and go, hey, Supreme's here. He wants an omelet, said surprise him. And they'll just figure out what you like, or they'll you know, give you something that you'll probably enjoy. Is that a thing? No? Am I talking out of my ass on this? I don't know. Anyway, the club sandwich is a great pick for lunch. Omelet's a great pick for breakfast or any time of the day anyway. So there we go with that. Seth says, usually, I feel like pancakes, bacon, and either grits or hash browns when I go to a diner. If I'm not feeling like breakfast... Uh sorry adding words now. If I'm not feeling like breakfast, I'll go with the BLT or whatever kind of Franken grilled cheese that particular diner has. Triple Decker eight cheese, grilled cheese with bacon, sign me right the f up. I love that. That's great. Grilled cheese is a great it's just a great time. Like you're gonna have a great time with the grilled cheese. The only way I think you can ruin a grilled cheese is if it's on the if it's on too long, if you burn it. That's really it. Like, or unless you don't like the cheese. But generally, eight cheeses, that's a lot of cheese. What are the eight cheeses? Seth, what are the eight cheeses? Can we even, can I even name eight cheeses? I have no, you know, cheddar, mozzarella, American, provolone. I don't know, Gouda, Swiss. We got, we can do two more cheeses, can't we? Damn it, I don't know. I don't know. We did all the ones that I could think of. All right, apparently I can only name six cheeses, so... (laughs) brie is that a cheese there you go cottage cheese oh god don't put cottage cheese on your grilled cheese sandwich please don't do it yikes that'd be bad all right uh, <laughs> name me the eight cheeses or any anybody if you want if you're if there's an eight grilled an eight cheese grilled cheese with bacon let me know what the eight cheeses you think would be there we go uh <laughs> weather rain says breakfast eggs benedict lunch is definitely soup and var- or various sandwiches, you can't go wrong with a clubhouse. Now that I know what a clubhouse is, I agree. You can't go wrong with a clubhouse. Not a soup guy, but uh, I love eggs for breakfast or any time. So there you go. Uh, speaking of eggs, Road Doggy Dog says, I only ever go to diners when I feel like having breakfast at 2 p.m. So eggs. <laughs> there you go. Just bring me a plate. Bring me all your bacon and eggs, right? No? is it? Does anybody anybody laugh at that anymore? All right. MAG says we would frequent Jim's all the goddamn time as it was 24-7. You got to love that about a diner. Pancakes were always a good choice, but their chicken tenders were great. We haven't been there in years. I'm kind of itching to go now that I'm talking about it. Well, MAG, he submitted that answer a couple days ago. So I hope you have now been to Jim's or uh, when you listen to the show and hear me talk about this. I hope that you go to Jim's tonight or tomorrow. Go have fun, or whenever, because it's 24-7. So go there, have fun, and have your chicken tenders and your pancakes. Maybe have them together. Put them in a sandwich or something. I don't know. Uh, Clock Shot says, the Lumberjack Slam at America's Diner, Denny's. Now, I'm not a big Denny's guy, but for the sake of, I don't know, transparency and having fun, I looked up what is on the Lumberjack Slam. It's buttermilk pancakes, grilled ham, bacon strips, sausage links, eggs, hash browns, and your choice of bread. I'm not going to lie. That sounds awesome. That sounds great. I don't know where the closest Denny's is, but if I go, I'll probably grab that Lumberjack Slam. Or if there's maybe something other than ham, like if I can get pork roll instead of ham, I think I'd do that because I like pork roll much more than I like ham. So there we go. But thank you. Uh, Big Vic says, I want it to be corned beef hash, but they never give enough. Like that and some type of omelet. If I'm feeling sweet, I do choco-chip pancakes. There you go. I don't know that I've ever had corned beef hash. And it's not like I don't like corned beef. Like a, on a Reuben or uh. Well, there's a name for it at the one of the delis downtown. Um, at Herschel's Deli downtown. It's the Rachel or the Sally. And it's basically a Reuben. But instead of sauerkraut, it's uh, coleslaw in the sandwich. Which my mom would always order at the diner. And it didn't have a name. Like, this was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. She'd be ordering this. And it didn't, like, the Reuben is corned beef and Thousand Island dressing and Swiss cheese and sauerkraut. But the variation of replacing the sauerkraut with coleslaw didn't have a name, at least not at this place at the time, didn't have a name. And so I wonder if it does now. Like, if I can go in there and I can say, hey, I want to, like, it'd probably be called a corned beef special, right? Because a Reuben is sauerkraut. And the corned beef special would be the same thing, but with coleslaw instead. I feel like that would be a thing. I know we we uh, veered off from Big Vic's corned beef hash, but there we go. I was going to go into something else, but we've been here long enough and we have more answers to get to. Asphyxie says, just wrote in all caps, French dip. I'm into that. I had a French dip in Chicago when we went a couple of years ago and a couple years ago, it was 2016. Um, I don't remember if I actually enjoyed it because when they had it, I was absolutely starving. So you could have put anything in front of me and I would have wolfed it down, but there you go. Solid choice. I'm hoping, uh, Amy says two eggs over medium home fries, rye toast, bacon. But if it's an elite diner, whichever one that would be in her mind, a short stack of pancakes and a side of scrapple. There you go. I like that you, uh, a lot of you have picks for certain diners that you go to. Like, cause you know what the good stuff is and what they don't do well, or like you've tried it other places and it's not great. So you can only try your short stack side scrapple at certain diners. Cause other places screw it up. I love that. We know that. I love it. Amanda says pizza works omelet at sunrise diner in Croydon. There you go. Specific getting local. I love to hear it. I've never had a pizza works omelet. I should have asked Amanda, uh, Amanda, you listen, right? What's on a pizza Pizza Works omelet? What's that? What uh, What's in there? You got some. You got some. <laughs> this is so wrong. You got some stray pieces of crust in there, right? You really, <laughs> really crunching on those in the middle of your eggs. Oh God. Oh, that sounds terrible. No, it's probably like pizza sauce, mozzarella cheese, and I don't know, like a like bacon, right? Maybe. Let me know, Amanda, if you listen, or if someone if someone else listens. Let me know what's on a pizza Pizza. I can't even say it. Pizza Works Omelette at the Sunrise Diner. Let me know. Uh, Ben says, Cheese Steak and Gravy Fries. There you go. Now, Ben, I'll ask like I asked someone up top, is there a certain type of French fry that you like to have with this? Is it a curly fry? Is it a steak fry? Is it a shoestring fry? Is it a crinkle cut fry? Let me know. Does one cut of French fry taste better than others with your dish of choice? If it includes fries. Let me know. Uh, Jen says for specific diners, roast chicken at the golden dawn is superb, but in general, a pork roll and cheese on a Kaiser underrated. First of all, I don't know if pork roll and cheese is underrated. I just love it. But the Kaiser roll is underrated under. I love the, I love a good Kaiser. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong at all. Love it. Keith says, Pam cakes. There you go. Are they made by someone named Pam? Are they made from Pam? Does Pam somehow produce these pa- these cakes with her body? Let me know. Like the Grimace Shake, I've heard is uh, <laughs> they're they're just milking Grimace in the back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. We did try a Grimace Shake, by the way. Apropos of nothing, um, we did try the Grimace Shake, the birthday meal, and uh, I don't know how to explain this to you. I mean, it's a vanilla milkshake with purple additive or whatever. But that tastes purple. I can't explain it. If you know, you know, I guess. But the Grimace shake tastes purple. It's good, but it's very purple. Um, Anyway, Maggie says that from the dining car, chicken croquettes. I don't know what those are. Or is it chicken croquettes? No, there are two Ts. So you say that it's ets at the end. I can't read. Everyone knows this. Uh, But in general, a cheeseburger. It's hard to go wrong with a cheeseburger at a diner. They just... Like it's a simple thing, it's a di- it's a staple, and everybody's going to generally get it right. Right? Almost everybody's going to get that right. It's hard to, although I've been told over the years that it's hard to screw up meatloaf at a diner, but I've had some bad meatloaf at diners. So maybe not. Maybe that's not, uh, maybe that's not all an all-encompassing statement that you can't screw up certain things at diners because you certainly can. All right. Meg says, depends on the diner. Uh, Vincent Town Diner in Jersey, Shepherd's Pie when they have it. Kirby Lane in Austin, gingerbread pancakes. That sounds awesome. Ginger, I need to go. Do I have to go back to Austin? Gingerbread pancakes sound great. I don't know. It's real hot in Texas. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I might have to do it in February or December or something. We'll see. Anyway, is that the last one? It is. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for your answers. We This was a long one, I know. But um, we had fun, right? Yes? Perfect. It's a lot. I love it. I love when everybody gets involved and gets, uh, gets in on the questions. So thank you very much for, uh, for weighing in. I love them all. And I would like to reiterate and add again, I guess. Diner milkshakes are the best and now I want one. So if you want to go to a diner, let me know and we'll figure it out. I, we might have to wait. I don't know what we'll do, but if you want to go out to a diner, I want to, well, let's go at lunchtime or the middle of the day in between lunch and dinner rush. We'll go, we'll get burgers or clubs or whatever, and we'll get milkshakes and it's going to be great. All right. All right, there we go. Let's um, let's take a break, and we will come back, and I want to tell you uh, a little bit about this Chinese apartment complex that I came across the other day. And uh, if I liked apartment living, spoiler, I would live there. So we'll talk about that right after this. All righty, we're back. There we go. I really need to find a better way, not a better way, a different way to uh, come back to segments on the show, because I feel like I... I start with, all right, hey, all right, we're back. I feel like I do that every time. And uh, I need to get some variety. I don't know, maybe I don't. Let me know, is that a problem? Is that okay with you? I don't know. I hope you enjoyed the sound I played, probably the pooper, if anything at all. I don't have any ads to play. Um, again, I've said this before. If I ever have ads to read, I'll just read them myself. And I feel like that's that's better, right? Is that better to do? I don't know. Ben, let me know. If uh, if you ever have an ad that you want, need me to run, let me know if you want me to read it myself have more fun with it. And I'll try not to get in trouble with the advertisers. But I feel like that's, that would happen. I would get in trouble. And they'd say, please just stick to what we wrote. And I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. We'll have less fun. All right. Um, anyway, I want to tell you about this apartment complex that I came across. I don't remember where I saw this, Twitter or Reddit or both of those. I'm not sure. But I was fascinated by this. Because it's a massive, it looks like a luxury hotel. But they've turned, they've converted it into a massive apartment complex. And when I say massive, I mean it is estimated that 20,000 people live there. That's a small town in a complex, like in one in a building. And like it's a massive property, a massive structure. It's the Regent International Apartment Building in in Hangzhou, China. And I am absolutely fascinated by this, the rooms are in size. They range in size from about 800 square feet to 2,400 square feet apartment. Now, apartment rooms, so they're not, you know, you're not getting full house, but that's enough. Like that's one of those has to be like Frazier size apartment, right? <laughs> I am fascinated. It's it's an entire community in a building, and on the first couple of floors of this building, from what I understand. It's shops and restaurants, eateries, pharmacies, doctor's offices, I think. Things that you need to go to day to day are right in the building, like right on the first or second floor or whatever of this building where you live. So instead of like, oh, I got to run out to the grocery store, like where I live, the grocery store is about a mile away, and the pharmacy is about a half mile away, and the closest food thing is probably a half mile away, not even. But it's like, oh, man, I got to run out and get food. Oh, it's raining or it's snowing or I don't know, the kid's sick or whatever, like whatever the case might be. Well, that's probably the kid's sick is a bad example, but like it's raining or it's snowing or, you know, we got to bring the kid and that's going to be a pain in the ass. Imagine you're living in your building and you can go to all that stuff. It's like a mall, like living above the mall almost. Although I guess here's my question. I didn't find. I did a little bit of research on this. I didn't find any uh, any concrete answer to this question. Maybe I'll look a little deeper if someone knows about this. Are all those things inside the building? Are they only? I would imagine they're only for the people who live there, right? Like it's not. Oh, it's not like you live above a mall where everybody comes in, you know, in and out during the day. Because that would be a nightmare. I have to imagine like there has to be. I don't know. Like there has to be some kind of way to verify you live there, to go take advantage of the services? Is that a thing? Do you think that would be, I feel like that's the better play, right? To not have it open to the public and like you have to, like maybe the inner doors of like say, all right, say you go into the lobby and then, you know, the, the lobby has doors leading out into this like concourse, right? And the only way you get to get in is if you have, so you have like your, for your, like, a, I imagine it's like a little card and you, you know, you boop it up to the little sensor and it lets you through We had that in college in our, in our dorm, one dorm room building where you have to, there was a little sensor on the wall and you tap your ID and it went boop, boop. And then you got into the door that way. And they're like, so, so not anybody could just walk in. So I kind of like that. I kind of, I kind of think like that would be the thing where like you swipe a card or yeah, I don't know, maybe it's a retinal scan. <laughs> I almost I almost said rectal scan. <laughs> what am I doing? Imagine that, right? You can say you're you're visiting a friend, you're like, oh I gotta go to pick up my thing at the pharmacy. And to get in the door they drop their pants. Is that better is that a better slip of the tongue or worse than crap open a cold one? Let me let me know. Does anybody even understand what I just said? I'm not even sure I do. But anyway, I imagine there's some kind of system, some kind of security, uh, some kind of security something in place where not anybody can just walk in and have access to the building and to the features of the building. So I imagine that all of the amenities I just mentioned are available to everyone who lives there and not open to everybody, which I think is great because all the things that you need are right here. So like it's raining or snowing or like you just have to grab one thing and don't have time to run to the store and do all this. So you can could just go in your building and go take care of your business. I love this barb. I think I said there are barbershops in there and all the kinds of stuff that like that people need day to day are in the building. And I love it. It's like you got your whole town, your whole like way of life would be in this building. I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe that's a little isolationist, but I would think like you say you go to work and then you do all your shopping and stuff. And then instead of having like instead of making that a separate trip at a separate place or several separate places on the way home, you go in, you come home from work, you go in, do your shopping, get your haircut, whatever, and then you go right upstairs to your room, to your house, to your room like it's a hotel. Well, I guess it used to be, and you go right upstairs to your house. Like you have now eliminated the errand part, like the travel part of the errand. You've eliminated a massive chunk of time and expense. I'm sure you paid like a premium for either, you know, to live there or to like to shop at these places. I'm sure there's kind of a, there's a markup. I, w- I would imagine there would be, right? So, but but you have the whole city and all these amenities and all these things that you need day, every day, all right in your building. I love it. I absolutely love this. If I if I liked apartment living, I would I would be all for this. I think it's awesome because we were we went to a friend's house the other day and we're driving by, we're on the highway, and there's a brand new apartment complex that either has just been finished or it's about to be finished and open and it's like, you know, just a big building, just big building of apartments. And we we saw that and, and we kind of got sad because there's nothing around. There's nothing else in that space, like nearby to that space. There's nothing, no grocery store, no little shopping center, no place to eat, no, like no little thing, nowhere to go. And it's like on the highway. So there's not, it's not like you have sidewalks where like, if you're a kid, like if you're 12 and you live there and like, you can't drive or, you know, whatever, like you can't, there's nowhere for you to go. Like there are no buses around there, at least not that we noticed. So if no one's home, like say your mom works later, you get home at two, mom gets home at four, you're home from school and you wanna go, oh, I wanna I want to go somewhere to get a snack or whatever. There's nothing there. There's nothing around. So like, I feel like this would never happen in America because I, I just feel like it. it's, I can't explain to you why this wouldn't happen in America, but I just have a feeling in my gut that it would, that it wouldn't, that someone would say, like some developer, You like you would see this idea, And say, hey, we want to make this massive building, but also turn it into like a big community all inside, like all self contained inside the building where people live up top. And then the first floor or two is all these things that wouldn't be in the area otherwise. And so I, I feel like that, like, this is such a great idea, but somehow some greedy American capitalist douchebag would see this and go, nope, we can't do that because this, because then all the money from the building doesn't come to me or whatever, right? Whatever the case might be. But a place like that where we went by the other day, this would be perfect because people need places to go without having to rely on a car or even, you know, rely on any kind of transit because what if you can't drive? Like what if you have a disability or what if you got hurt and can't drive? What if the bus line doesn't run, the train doesn't run, the whatever? Like if, if there's no reasonable way for you to, and I'm, and, I'm excluding Uber and taxi as reasonable because of the expense and because of the inconvenience of having to do all of that. So, if you don't have a mode of transportation, and these kids, well, like I'm, I'm imagining like a 14 year old kid or a, let's go, a 16 year old kid who wants a job. What better place for the kid to go to work, especially 16, 17, is to go work at the store in the building where they live. This would be great, like. Again, yes, it's a little it's self-contained. It's it's, you know, and there are, you know, probably issues with that, but I think as a general concept, I love this. I think this is fantastic because all the things that you need are there without having the worry and the hassle and the expense of taking another trip or stopping on the way home and getting stuck somewhere and something else happening on the way home, right? It's all there. You stop in, you put your stuff down, you get back on the elevator, wherever, get go right back downstairs, get your haircut, get get din pick up dinner, get your your stuff from the drugstore, whatever, go shopping if you need to. It's all there. I I think this is absolutely fantastic. And um I wish this would happen in America. I wish this would be a thing in America, a massive apartment complex building with you know, basically a mall in a manner of speaking. Right in the building, but anyway, also they uh, wherever I read, they mentioned that they have lockers for you to pick up your deliveries. so you go down so you say you order food from one of the places or you get a delivery from wherever and you don't they don't have to come up to your apartment. I imagine they do this in apartment buildings they have your big mailbox or whatever like the mail room where you go get your stuff. I imagine that's a thing everywhere. Um, but they mentioned it in the uh, in the piece that they shared, whoever shared this, so I felt it important enough to write down for you too. But I love it. This is basically a a little city, a little town in one place with all the things that you need in your day and you don't have to worry about traveling and carrying it all you know, on the bus or the train or to the car and back out of the car. You have it all with you and you go right back upstairs. I absolutely love this. And if this can happen in America, I don't know that I'd move in, but I would think about it because I think this is a fantastic idea all right cue all the nerds are going to be mad about oh well what about this? what about this to you that's what i say that's what i say to you this is great again the regent international apartment building in Hangzhou, china do we have anybody from china who listens to the show i truthfully have no clue if i have international fans um i mean i have a couple so I, I know a couple, but I don't know. Do we have anybody who listens in China who can who lives there and can tell me about this? I want to know, like, what's a what's the day to day? Like, what do you so you go to work, and then what do you see when you go back into that like into that part of the building where all the stuff is? I want to know what that's like. Send me pictures, tmpfanmail, gmail.com, or send them. Can you send them through the website? I have no idea, but send me some pictures. Like, link a link a Google Drive or a Dropbox album. I want to see what this looks like on the inside. Let me know. All right. Anybody from China who or someone who has visited, someone who lives there, I'd like to know. Okay? All right. One more break, and then we'll do baseball. So if you don't like sports, it's your time to go. Thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. Maybe from, from the regular place. I don't know. But for everyone else, we'll do some baseball on the other side. Um, yeah, anything else we got to do? No, that's it. So, uh, yeah, we'll play a sound. Probably the the baseball bat hit sound or something um we'll figure it out anyway baseball notes on the other side and then that'll be that all right sit tight okay we say goodbye to the non sports people hope they're well if you stuck around because you want to hear about baseball that's fine too that's all right i don't mind look i only say that because i know some people don't like to hear about sports and don't care so i say that for them but if you don't like sports you're welcome to stick around it's all good it's fine you know what we got some baseball we haven't talked baseball in a while on the show cuz We haven't had the time, and I have to record early and stuff like that, but let's do that now. I know some things are outdated. By the time I do it, it's fine. It's all right. Let's hit the music. Let's talk baseball. It's been a minute since I've been able to play that on the show, and I hope I don't get sued. Uh, The worst they'll tell me is to just silence that part. I don't know. It'll be fine. Anyway. For the regular listeners, there was a coin or the baseball hit or something. And uh we talked what we talked about was Rob Manfred going on and on about the uh the Astros sign stealing and I decided because I went a little long that we are going to make that just for YouTube. It's already up. So if you want to go listen to that, go listen to that and uh let me know how wrong I am in the comments on my uh on what I said, okay? All right, there we go. All right, so here's there's a there's a sound and let's get on with the rest of the baseball. Um, the Phillies' rotation lately has been really good. Noel has been decent. Ranger Suarez is back; he's been good. Wheeler has been good. Noel had a, had a couple of rough starts, but um, he's been a little bit better than he was earlier in the year. Matt Strom has been good out of the bullpen. I like I like that Matt Strom got some spot starts at the beginning of the year because if you had to use someone else, like or like a combination of random other guys. I don't think the Phillies are, are in as good of a spot as they are now. And I'm not saying they're in a great spot, but they would have been so much worse off if Matt Strom hadn't stepped in and done as well as he did. I like the guy. I think he's really good. And uh, I know they want to keep him in the bullpen and that's fine. But I just think he's uh, he's been really good. He was really good at the beginning of the year. And I think uh, the rest of the rotation has finally kind of caught up to that. Although they're going to need a fifth starter, I think, because it's, you know, oh, Taiwan Walker, I forgot he had it he's had, I think, five starts in a row that have been just really good. He's really turned it around. and so you have that, so you got Nola Wheeler, Walker, Suarez. and then the fifth is either a bullpen game, which a lot of teams do, or you know someone else. and I think man, trade deadline coming up, there's not a lot out there because there are only, I would say four teams. That are going to, that you know would be selling off assets the Athletics, the Royals, the Nationals, and the Rockies. And if you look at those teams, what is really there to pick? Like, there's not a lot of decent starting pitching available. There's not a lot of much of anything. Like, every team needs pitching all the time. Even though the Phillies bullpen has been pretty good for most of the year after a kind of a really rough six weeks or so they've been really good. And so I feel like the two things they need, they need a fifth starter for sure, I would say. Put that at the top. And then like 1A is a left fielder because I love Kyle Schwarber. He is not a great outfielder, but you want his bat in the lineup. I know he's hitting like 170 or something, but you know, the guy mashes and he gets on base. Like he draws walks and he mashes home runs, which I know you know everybody can do that. But I, I would love it if he hit you know two ten at least. It'd be great. Let's not go, let's not go crazy and say we want him to hit you know three oh four because that's not going to happen. But I would love it if he hit like two ten, you know two fifteen, something like that. That'd be great. That would really help out. Kyle, get on it. Um, I think they need a left fielder because it's just not. It's not working. It sucks, though, because Harper can't play the field yet, so he's got a DH all the time, which means Kyle Schwarber's got to be out in left field. And so I think once Harper can play first base, then you get Alec Bohm, Alec Boehm, back to third. Sosa slides back into his utility role, and then, you know, you trade for a left fielder or a right fielder, move Castellanos to, to left field. I don't know. Castellanos, who I've said, by the way, Nick Castellanos, has been a lot better in the outfield, which is great. But yeah, I think what you are going to want to do, ideally, is get a left fielder. And I mean, Kristen Pache, uh, did I call him Christian? Christian Pache is, has come back. His bat has been better this year than it has been for his career. But can you have it in the lineup every day? Let's say right now, because Harper is not in the field. So let's say, okay, Harper's playing first base. Alec Bohm back to third. Schwarber, DH. And then can you have Pache in the lineup every day? Is that something that you can do? Like right now, or you know, three weeks or a month from now, is that something you could do and say, this team is going to make a run? I don't think so. And I like the guy. He's turned it around. I think it's great. But I just feel like you need a left fielder. Because once, once you can make Schwarber the permanent DH and get him out of left field, you're going to need somebody there who can catch the ball and play the position regularly and still be a decent bat. I've heard rumors, Andrew McCutcheon, maybe, because the Pirates started out of hot, no, they're not. So maybe McCutcheon a Reunion, I'd be okay with that. I mean, you don't love him in left field either, but I, he's. I think he's better than Schwarber. I don't know. Are there any other outfielders like available right now that could realistically be on the market? I'm not sure. I don't know. But fifth starter and left fielder, I think those are the two big things for the Phillies at the deadline. So get on it. Dombrowski, make it happen. God damn it. Um, Speak, uh, let's see. Can we do a segue? We talked about the Pirates. They started hot. They're no longer. They're in the NL Central. Let's talk about the Reds. They have been so much fun. And a couple years ago, when they were like, hey, hey, guys, make the team better. The owner, their owner's son or whoever was like, why should I do that? Where are you going to go? What else are you going to do? And that made me sad because like, come on, try. At least try, people people want to see baseball, some a decent product on the field. The game is better when everybody tries. So the Reds, uh, I don't know what happened if, if they, somebody changed their tune and decided to start working on it. Cause they've been so fun. They've been really good. They're in first place. I think as I sit here today and they've just like Joey Vado's back. LA de la Cruz just got called up. I think like two weeks ago, he's been fantastic. He's been really fun. um, I heard, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, that if there's a skills competition, Ellie De La Cruz, just to show off how athletic these guys are, Ellie De La Cruz needs to be in it, and I'm okay with that. I'm also on board completely with a skills competition, which we'll talk about at the end here just a second. Um, but I like the Reds. They're fun as hell. They're really fun. Uh, speaking of teams I didn't think were going to be as good, the Rangers might be for real. They might, they just, they might be legit. They might be legit now. Like, they spent all that money in the offseason or a couple off seasons ago. It hadn't paid off, and I think this year so far it is. So we'll see. We'll see if they're for real. They look pretty good now. It's pretty fun. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll try to keep you updated as much as I can watch the Rangers. I don't know. Uh, but the Red Sox also are, they're better than anyone thought they would be. Based on how they were coming in with injuries and they lost Bogarts and Chris Sale, you never know, and all that. Uh, one thing I will say though, is sorry to cousin Kathy on this, but that team cannot catch <laughs> like they just can't catch the ball. They can't feel the ball. Their defense is awful. It's awful. Like that just, I, I, I've never seen so many, like I, I watch highlights of every team as often as I can. And I've never seen so many easy plays just get booted by professionals. It's it's they're bad. They're bad. They got to, they got to learn how to catch. I don't know what they got to do, but I, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know if they do fix it this year. I have no idea. But they're so far like offensively they're better than everyone thought they would be. But I don't I don't think they're a playoff team per se cuz they you got to catch the ball. You got to you got to preserve the lead for your pitcher. You got to prevent runs from scoring. And right now I don't think they're doing much of that at all. So there you go. Uh elsewhere, let's laugh at New York together, shall we? The Yankees' are um, are lost kind of without Aaron Judge and the Mets spent the most money of anybody in baseball history and they are a complete mess and uh, I have to say as someone who deals with a lot of New York a lot of annoying New York fans online I love to see it now I have friends who are Yankees fans and Mets fans and I don't mean to come down on them that's not what I mean I'm not talking to you my friends I'm talking to the people who do nothing but gloat and brag and dog. look at my team and the teams are a mess and I love it. So there you go. That's your little roundup for baseball this week. That's what I wrote down anyway. And uh, if something happens with one of your favorite teams or, or just something fun that you want me to talk about, you let me know. Also, this goes without saying Shohei Otani is amazing and is the best player we've ever seen. And it's not even close. He does so many great things on both sides of the ball. It's like every week I could do that. I could go, look what Shohei Otani did this week. And I could have a new thing, like a new record that he set or broke or a new like a new great thing that he did that no one else has done or, or someone hasn't done since 1896. And it's fantastic. I love it. He's so much fun. I wish he was on the Phillies. That would actually solve both of the needs. Well, no, does he play the outfield? Not really. Well, no, well, no, he we just DHs. That makes sense. Damn it. I was going to say that would solve both needs that you could put Shohei in left field, but I don't know that you could, I don't know what you would do there, but Phillies, Hey, sign Shohei Tani. It's not my money. Go ahead, sign him. Do it. You got the money. Do it. Do it. Uh, Okay. Last thing. Then we're going to go. I would love if major league baseball did a skills competition because the all-star game, it used to be, you would see a marquee matchup that you wouldn't see otherwise. Right? So let's say for example, Shohei Otani on the mound facing Bryce Harper because they play in different leagues, different league divisions, even. So the Phillies and the Angels don't usually play each other. And so the only chance you normally would have to see Mike Trout or Mike Trout, Bryce Harper versus Shohei Otani is at the All Star game. And with the balanced schedule, which I do like, everybody plays everybody. So you have a chance to see all these guys either on TV or at the ballpark throughout the year which is great. I do like that. But I think that it cheapens the All-Star game because now, like this marquee matchup that you could only see at the All-Star game, well, now we just saw that in April or May. And so the novelty's not there. And I know they have the Home Run Derby, which is one of my favorite events of the year. I love it. I cannot wait, especially with the timed format that they rolled out a couple years ago. It's fantastic. But I think they need a skills competition. I think they need something Like, you know, the NFL, the Pro Bowl, they have like, all the guys do these fun little mini games, I guess you would call them, or the NHL does this as well, where they have a skills competition. So I feel like baseball needs that as well. They need that too. Because the All-Star Game used to be these marquee matchups that you could never see. But now you can see them all the time, or throughout the year, not all the time, but you can see them at other points in the year. It's not like, oh, I have to watch the All-Star Game to see this person face this person. So that part of it is gone. So I think, what they need to do, like still have the All-Star game, obviously. I'm not saying get rid of the All-Star game. But I think they need a skills competition. And I don't know what that would entail. Like, what do you think? If if Major League Baseball came out tomorrow and said, Hey, next year, we're going to work on this for the All-Star week. We're going to have a skills competition. And here's what we're going to do. What are the things they could do? Major League Baseball players showing off their athleticism, showing off their skills in a competition. During the All-Star week, what kind of things would they be doing? Let me know. Because I think that's what needs to happen to spice up the All-Star festivities a bit. But yeah, we have the Legends and Celebrity softball game, and that's always fun. The Homer Derby is fantastic. The All-Star game, you know, I feel like it's more for diehards. But I, I think, like, because you don't have that marquee matchup anymore, because you can, you can see that in April or May or September, right? And so, like, you don't only have one chance to see these guys face off. And so I think to counteract that, and again, I'm not saying the balanced schedule is bad, but I think to counteract that, we need to have some other kind of hook for All-Star Week and some other, some other way for these guys to, to showcase themselves. And I think, yeah, we need a skills showcase. I don't know what that would be, but I would like your, uh, your thoughts on this. If, you, if there was an MLB skills showcase, I would like to know what you think would be involved in that. All right? So let me know everywhere at the dot com. Do the things over there, and uh, and that'd be great. Okay? Can we do that? Thank you. Thank you very much. We out of time. No, we're going to go, though. We're done. We're done with the show. We, <laughs> my thanks to everyone for weighing in with your diner order. My thanks to Double Identity for the tune. Go get Honeymoon Phase at DoubleIdentityBand.com or wherever you get your tunes, I guess, but I'll put the link to all their things uh, and my chats with them and Roy Robley, their producer in the show notes. So go do the things over there. Um, sorry if it sounded off this week, I swallowed more dust. It's going to sound a little weird. Oh, right now it's going to sound weird, but I think the next few shows are going to sound a little weird. I will try my best to, uh, alleviate your concerns if there are any and the newsletter. Ooh, I got to do the newsletter. Okay. That is tomorrow's project. So, <laughs> so there we go. All right. All right. We're good. G love and special sauce with cold beverage. They're gonna play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. If you're on YouTube, you hear uh, an instrumental that I wrote in 2015 in my apartment. So there you go. Or at my mom's house. I don't remember where I wrote it, but anyway, that's what you hear if you listen on YouTube. I thank you no matter where you listen. I, I don't know what's going on here. I'm swallowing dust or flies or something. It's uh, I'm in dire straits over here. I'll be fine. All right, we're good. We're good. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate all your input and all your feedback and all your things. I love you. I'll talk to you next time. Okay? We're good. Get out of here. I think that's a B. All right. We're cutting all that out. I'll talk to you next week. Have fun. Be safe. Thank a and Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, God. We're good, right? Yes. This has been an ape- Boiling Production. Go, Go do the stuff, okay? all right thanks love you you've been inside the melting pad on the next level network go crap open a cold one
1: yo gotta get a cold beverage i need some leverage size, a sweaty outside some lemonade will be nice of a spice on the top to a big got a bottle of drinks but girls got the bait on the front porch yeah i got some ice if you like a taste of tea then come along with me summertime is steaming don't give me no bucks splash some ice and i In Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool. The heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage so it's cold. Go, 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 go. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like the beverage. Yeah. Different. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the coal one. Go, girl, work the co one. Yo, yeah, what well, I'm fishing. Keep one thing clear The bait's over there The brew's right here Two six packs In a big bag of ice didn't even gets a bite But the brew tastes a nice Back to the ball So every deck of reason colada Need a whole lot Of them food drinks They got me meet up must tell you, I'm the cool aid kid Before you serve my drink Please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage I like cool beverage I like cool beverage Uh-huh I'm kind of thirsty while I cook every day